0: Hello, and welcome to Episode 11 of Your Business Boost Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Michelle Broadbent, and I have a really important episode for you today. This is important information for all business owners geared around business finances. So, we are rapidly approaching the end of financial year here in Australia, and that Happens on the 30th of June every single year, and the date doesn't change, and yet every single year I see that June is this month of panic. It's panic spending, it's panic collecting money, it's panic trying to push everything through before the end of financial year. And it's not just in small business, it it happens in big business too. And doesn't need to be like this, but I think more than any other time of year, there is just this overwhelm that comes with finances. I think it's just, you know, that thing that we can bury our head in the sand about all year round, but then when it comes to this Crazy time of year. It sort of shines a light on our business finances, and I have brought a special guest on today. Her name is Justine McLean, and she has over twenty years' experience as a small business owner. She's a registered BAS agent, and she really, really understands what it's like to run a small business because she has spent her life running them. She has a background in insolvency. She's run retail businesses and she's worked in publishing as well. So, her background and her experience enables her to kind of Really coach women. This is what she does. She coaches women in business to reduce the overwhelm surrounding money because it is overwhelming for so many of you. Um, so, what she does in her work is she helps them get their finances under control and helps them charge what they are truly worth. Because, my God, is that a major, major issue for women in business just not charging what they're worth? And I know that that subject warrants its own podcast episode, which we will do down the track. But today, we are very, very focused on getting your business finances in order, helping you prepare for end of financial year. And um, something that I really, really love about Justine is that she's someone who, like, Outspoken is not a word that I would use to describe Justine at all. She's actually like one of those quiet, silent, um, wise women. But what she did in during COVID last year, which very, very few people were doing, was that she stepped up and was like the distiller of all of the crazy information that was flying around um, about, you know, what what businesses were entitled to. And um, she, you know, all the information that was coming from the government, Justine was this really beautiful interpreter of that information. And she was helping so many business owners. And that's where I really saw her kind of come into her own. And that's what she's going to be doing for you today. She's going to be distilling information that often confuses so many of us business owners. One of the things that I asked her about was like, what are the things that we don't know that we don't know? Because experts like her, they know stuff and there's always these kind of mic drop moments when you're having conversations with um, business experts It's like, oh my God, I never even knew that. And she's gonna, she's gonna, uh, drop a couple of clangers in our conversation today. Uh, we're also going to talk about, um, just the importance of being organized and making friends with your accounting software. She does talk about that a lot. And I think it's something that we do all need to get on board with. So, um, all the links of everything that Justine talks about in the episode, I will have in the show notes for you. She has also put together a really comprehensive guide for all of our listeners that you can download to help you get set for end of financial year. But without any further ado, I am going to hand over to the wonderful Justine. I hope you enjoy our conversation and more importantly that you get some really helpful tips to get you through end of financial year in the most pain-free way as possible. Enjoy! hello Justine thank you so much for joining me today is this like your absolute favorite time of year
1: <laughs> hi Michelle nice to talk to you and thank you for inviting me I'm um, actually do you know what it is my favorite time of year June oh. is my favorite time of year July I'm not so much a fan of because I have a lot of work and a lot of compliance to do but June I really like because it's a time when savvy business owners get their head into finance because they're Afraid of the end of financial year, so I actually <laughs> really like
0: it. It is, it is that time of year. I think that fills so many business owners with dread. Um, so, would you mind sharing, like, just what are some of the things that we can do or that we should be doing now before the end of financial year to prepare? What what do we need to get in order to make sure our financial position is looking really good for our business?
1: For sure. Well, my number one tip around this is to start early. Do not leave it to the last minute. And businesses will typically have one or two ways that they operate. It'll be with some sort of cloud accounting system like Xero, Myob, something like that, or it's sort of going to be the spreadsheets and the bits of paper. So no matter who you are, no matter which way you go just make sure you've got all your invoices your receipts your bank statements and any compliance documents you know things that like BAS returns that you might have submitted ready for your accountant or for your BAS agent to look at so they can pull together the end of financial year for you so that's my first tip then I would you know encourage you to make sure you're claiming everything that you can claim so Quite often when we're running our costs through our business, there's things that we'll pay for on a personal card or a a credit card maybe, and we won't tend to include them as a business expense because perhaps you don't think it's a business expense or you just forget it. So make sure you're claiming everything you can claim. Again, you can talk to your accountant about what you're entitled to claim or to your BAS agent, and in some cases your bookkeeper will also know Um, I would say that it's a good time of year to review your expenses, get rid of the things that are no longer useful for your business. And I always ask suppliers to review pricing around this time, not just for me but for my clients. Um, And actually I do this in my personal life as well, so it's a good personal hack as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Try and get some discounts or reviews on all the pricing, you know, pricing um, on services that you still intend to use um the big one that we'll hear because there'll be lots of ads coming on the radio is to um take advantage of the instant asset write off you know buy new equipment phones you know um, printers computers whatever it is at the end of the financial year and i would say absolutely do that if your cash position allows it but you don't mm-hmm. want to go spending $3 in tax you know $3 in on an asset to save a dollar in tax um, yeah. basically um right. the other thing that I would suggest if your cash cash position allows it is to consider prepaying some expenses. So mm-hmm. um for example I've got a client who likes to pay rent 12 months in advance but we always gauge that or uh, uh, you know on what their net profit is at around this time of year. Mm-hmm. So there are things like that that you can do if you've got a lot of money sitting there and you want to minimize your tax you could just pay you know, July or August expenses, perhaps, but you can bring those forward. Yeah. Um, if you're a product based business, I would suggest that you do a stock take because you will be surprised at obsolete stock, damaged stock, or even stolen items that you find. And again, that's something that your accountant can use to reduce your tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, two more, it's a great time to pay your super, not just for you, but for your staff. So mm-hmm. if you're going to pay any super and you want it to count for this financial year, make sure you send it to the super clearinghouse by mid-June mm-hmm. because they have a two-week processing delay. And if you don't, it will not count for this financial oh, year. Okay. Most, yeah, most people don't know that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one is uh, to, you know, donate to your favourite charity because let's be honest, you know, yeah. they could probably all use a bit of a hand
0: about mm-hmm. now. Mm, that's great oh they're they are such good tips um if like there are people that are listening to this with you know they're sort of covering their eyes just going oh my god like I'm feeling completely overwhelmed everything is in a big mess what do you suggest like as a a sort of starting point to getting themselves sorted out
1: well I think the thing is if it if Business finance overwhelms you. And let's be honest, for a lot of people, it really does. Mm -hmm. Don't stick your head in the sand. Don't wait for something to change. Go and get some help. So don't be intimidated by it. Talk to your friends. Talk to other colleagues. Find out an accountant. Get a recommendation for a good accountant or a BAS agent for someone who can help you they get organized, and bookkeepers are great also at getting organized. So get organized, mm-hmm. get some systems in place. Like I said, cloud accounting is a great one, um, but you have to play to your strengths. So yeah. you want someone who can help you get organized, but then who can also explain to you what you need to be keeping an eye on,
0: mm-hmm. so you don't
1: feel as intimidated going going forward, and you can have you know, clearer mind when it comes to your business finance.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, that sort of brings me to my next question actually because, you know, I love an organisation tip and so do a lot of the listeners. So what could, you know, okay, forgetting that we are now at the at the end of the financial year, but what are some of the things that we can do throughout the year to stay better organised with our business finances so that the end of financial year isn't, so overwhelming and such a pain.
1: Well, I think it all comes down to just having that visibility on your numbers. I think mm-hmm. the reason that people get so stressed when we get to the end of the financial year is because they just don't know what's going on in their business. They're not sure what their revenue is, they they don't know what their profit is, mm. um and they really don't know what they're spending their money on. They're just sort of looking at their bank account and they're uh, like, well, I don't know what's going on here. Mm. so, but my number one tip is really, if you don't have it already, consider cloud accounting, you know, it's zero, myob, that sort of thing. But look, if you've got that, then you need to educate yourself around business finance. You really need to understand the difference between revenue, gross profit, net profit, and how to get the reports out of the system that you need so that you can really get that visibility you know, on your finances there in front of you. And it often starts with determining what your goals are. for so, And then and the new financial year or coming to the end of a financial year is a, is a great time to kind of decide on some financial goals going forward. Mm-hmm. And so it might be the result that you want. You know, I want to get, uh, let's say you're a service-based business. I want to get two new clients every week for 40 out of the 52 weeks. And then it's, okay, what activity do I need to achieve that result? because I know that that result will earn me the money I need to have a sustainable business and a profitable business. So the activity might be, uh, you know, going on to more podcast, uh, advertising, or it could be more Instagram posts, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So really determining those goals and then knowing what you need. So if it's two sales a week and X amount of money, making sure you're reviewing that at least monthly, Mm. preferably weekly around the things that are your goals so of increasing sales your goals really monitor that on a weekly basis how am I going this week have I hit my target no I haven't okay I need to increase that I need to change it but definitely monitoring it you know on a monthly basis so you know where your business is sitting at all times yeah and then the other thing i would say about organization and you know you're the queen of organization so <laughs> i kind of feel intimidated myself here but it's about batching your tasks you know um so setting aside an hour or two every week to do your invoicing To um, chase up the bad debts, to review those numbers and make sure you're on track and then make the changes that you need to change. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a cloud accounting system instead of a spreadsheet, it's gonna make your life that much easier. And it's a tax deduction.
0: I know this is the thing. All of this stuff is. And I look. I couldn't agree more. I I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that um when I started my business I was running it off a Google sheet or an Excel spreadsheet. But it was you know I, I wasn't sending out that many invoices. So I wasn't making that much money. Then when I switched over to using Zero, I just like. You know, I sound like a commercial, but invoicing now is a breeze. i can yep. I can look at what my financial position is whenever I want to, and it's it is literally the click of a button. and yep. um, you know, and it's it's worrying how many women I see who don't have that visibility of where their business finances are. And it stops you from being able to make decisions, like really important decisions, whether it's, um, you know, people think, oh, well, I can't afford X, Y, and Z because, you know, I don't have the money to pay for it or whatever. But if they actually had the visibility, they would see that in fact, they do. So I think yep. that that's super duper important. And I have to say in terms of like, you know insights into the really successful businesses that i work with those business owners they look at their their financial position daily it's a daily exercise you know it's a quick thing but they do it every single day they they just want to know where they where they're at every day because for them a week or a month going by it's it's too long, too long. it's yeah. too long so
1: exactly yeah and these cloud mm. accounting systems give you that visibility mm. because they've got a dashboard with yes. everything you know so yep. it's literally login there mm-hmm. it is it's sitting there in front of you
0: mm. you know where
1: you're standing at any mm. particular time and it's yeah. interesting what you were saying about the people who don't want to spend money because they don't know their cash position mm. the worst You know, thing that I say with my clients is people who just spend the money, Mm. and then they they can't afford their other expenses that keep their businesses, you know, running on a day to day. So yeah, it really is important to
0: know where on earth you are with your numbers. Yeah, so important, so important. So I love discovering like new things about business and finance, like what you just said then about the the. The clearing like the superannuation two-week buffer like don't leave it until the 28th of June to pay pay your super um what like I love yeah you guys seem to know all this stuff that that we never even considered what is something that you think that people are often surprised to hear about um that you know that we should all know, but it's just one of those sort of expert pieces of information that that yeah you're always surprised when um, when you share it and people don't know that. Well,
1: I don't I don't know if it's an expert thing um, or not, but what I I think the biggest question that people come to me with when when they're talking about their business finances or when they're feeling sort of overwhelmed from that financial point of view in their business is mm. around what to charge for their product. Products and services, and actually how to work that out, um, mm-hmm. you know. And and you know, in that same vein, it's well, I want to pay myself a wage, but I don't know what I can afford to take because, you know, I I, I don't really understand uh, mm-hmm. what I earn after I pay everything yeah. and so it's about you know it's around those two things mm-hmm. so people are regularly sort of shocked about that and when yeah. you know particularly when I say to them okay so you know this is what it takes to um to work out your wage sit down get all your living expenses together write them all out on a piece of paper or put them in a spreadsheet and divide by 52
0: mm. that's
1: how much it costs you to live Mm. add a bit of that you know add a bit to that for fun and you know holiday savings and all the rest of it and that's the wage that you need to take after tax to, to live your life so your business needs you know if your business is your full-time gig then it needs to be able to pay for that and everything else that goes into running a business mm. and so that's something people it's always like this aha moment it's when so i talk to people about isn't that it? because mm. to me
0: I mean look you know it, it sounds it seems so obvious but it's it's not to so many people yeah and I think that's why so many businesses very sadly um go to the wall in such a short period of time because people underestimate how much it costs them to just live their life, you know, pay rent, eat food. And that's, you know, for a lot of people they go, oh, I'm starting a business so I'll cut back on, you know, I won't be extravagant. I know I was definitely like that. I, you yeah. know, didn't buy clothes. I I was very, you know, I was a real tight ass um, because I, but but I was, I had a budget, like I knew exactly how much it cost for me to live my life but a lot of people don't do that so and
1: and most people mm, don't do that mm, Michelle honestly mm, yeah um, they sort of I don't know they think they'll go from being a full-time employee one day to a a business owner the next and they don't have a buffer and they're not really sure how much it costs them to live their life. So it's a really important one to sit down and work out. Yeah. Um, and because, you know, maybe your business can't afford to pay for you straight off the bat. You know, maybe yeah. you do need to side hustle it for a while yeah. before you can go full time with your business. So that's really important. And I think the other thing that people come to me and, you know, I mean, particularly around something and I know I'm banging on about cloud accounting software again but people's biggest objection about that is oh gosh it's an extravagance it's a cost to my business and I always say to them well it's a it's a tax deduction which a lot of people aren't aware of what tax deductions they can claim in their business so that's why it's really important to find that stuff out Mm -hmm. but um you know, I always say, well, what what does it cost you in terms of your time to sit down and pull all this together to go to an accountant so you can get your tax done at the end of the year? You know, the typing into spreadsheets and the printing out of bank statements or, you know, batching everything up in soft copy so you can email it off. Even if it's an hour or two hours, that's two hours of your time when you could be doing something that's generating income for your business. And it's two hours of your time that is not a tax deduction. Mm. So I think you have to put things in perspective, you know, when it comes to business and and really make sure that you're spending money on things that are going to help your business in terms of saving your time. Then mm. so you can go and do things that
0: are going to generate income. Generate revenue. Yep, yeah, exactly. So speaking of revenue and making it, um, chasing money <laughs> is one of those icky tasks that so many business owners avoid like the plague usually because they are the one that is delivering the service so they've got the relationship with the client so you know as a solo business owner um they're the one that also has to chase the, the the debts. So, have you got any tips for making that less com- less uncomfortable for people? I
1: sure do. Well, oh, good. <laughs> I mean, first of all, cash flow is is king when it comes mm-hmm. to business, right? And I've seen so many businesses just on the brink because they don't have the cash flow that they need to even pay wages, you know, for for next week. And then when you have a really good look at their, you know, their business model, it turns out that they either haven't been invoicing regularly. Their terms on their invoicing is, you know, on their invoices are way too long or they're just not chasing bad debt. And so I would say, first of all, before we even get to the bad debt, look at your, your, your first of all, when you're invoicing, batch that, do it every Friday. I don't know, spend an hour invoicing every week
0: mm-hmm. and
1: don't leave it. It is really, it's the, one of the most important tasks for your business then consider your terms, your terms seven, you know, 14 days right now, bring them back to seven. People are always going to stretch out how long it takes them to pay their invoices. And some people will not pay their invoices at all. So the first thing I would say around that is, don't feel bad about chasing. It's your money and you deserve to get paid. And you know, just don't leave it. So don't get into a position where it's way past due. Start chasing people. If, if it's seven-day invoice and they're two days overdue, start chasing them early. And even if you're a solopreneur, rather than doing it yourself, what I would suggest is that you create an email account, <laughs> that is accounts at, I don't know, whatever the name of your business is, and it makes your business, first of all, instantly seem bigger than you, But you're, in essence, creating an accounts team, a fictional team that is going to chase up the payments for you. Now, I always suggest to people to use Carol in accounts only because there's been such a taboo around the word Karen. But whoever she is, pick this person in accounts, write a very nice email to your client from this person. Let's call her Carol right now. Mm -hmm. And just explain to them, you know, like, we haven't got your payment. Can you please forward that to us? as soon as possible thanks a lot you know people can complain about carol being a pest rather than you being a pest then that way after carol sent a few emails to your clients if nothing is happening that's when you can step in and say okay look i know that my accounts team sent you these emails can we just talk about your you know your bill?" Mm. Uh, can we come to some arrangement so you can pay because if you don't pay me then I can't pay everybody else and I think if you approached in that way most people are inclined to do the right thing Um, but yeah I definitely look at you know reducing the issue in the first place and the other tip that I'm going to give to all the creatives out there because I know there are lots of creatives so the writers the fashion designers the uh, people who you know create content, um, Instagram, social media managers, make sure that you're not waiting until after your service is complete to bill. I would suggest billing 50% upfront as a bit of a retainer and then 50% on completion of the job. That way, if people don't like what you're doing and it becomes a real hassle, maybe you choose to refund them. But there's a lot of people who will sort of uh, you know commission you to do a job then they can't afford to pay you and then they'll use the excuse that they didn't really like what you were doing so they're not paying you Uh and I think try and avoid that by Uh getting some money up front.
0: Yeah, and would that also help with things like scope creep as well? Like, you know, if if you know if if I just I mean, look, I haven't done this, but like, you know, if I engage someone's services and um, I didn't quite like what they did, and I wanted them to change it, and then I didn't like that, and I wanted them to change it again and again, and blah blah blah, and then you know, a, something that should have taken four weeks blows out to to twelve weeks or beyond, and I have seen this with service providers who you know who yeah. are clients of mine and they tell me these stories and um and all the while they haven't been paid and it's just and you know it's stopping them from taking on other work and yeah. it's this horrible cycle
1: yeah i think it's very common um mm. particularly amongst service providers i think you know a this idea that they shouldn't get paid until the job is yes. finished and i just say no mm. you know you have to In your initial terms and conditions that should be attached uh, to, you know, sort of your work proposal or your first outline, you have to be very clear about, okay, I'm doing three drafts of this or you have, you know, X number of looks at this particular design, you know, fabric design or whatever it is. Um, and that's what's included in the in the cost, and then you make it very clear what's not included in, in in the in the cost. Now, I guarantee nine times out of ten, whoever is agreeing to this, whoever's signing it, is not going to have read that. Yeah. But it's a good way that you can come back and say, well, as per our agreement, yeah. Um, you know, here here we stand. But the other thing that I always encourage people to do is to, um, you know. Have a payment plan. Yeah. So it's either a third, a third, a third, or it's 50% up front, 50% on completion. And you know, I have a client who had to learn the hard way, mm. you know, that um you know, if you don't do that, you potentially are gonna lose a lot of money. And she did. Yeah. So I think it's best to kind of, you know. Nip the nip 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 the problem in the bud before you even get to
0: the problem. Yeah, absolutely. With, with
1: scope creep, you just need to refer back to those terms mm. and conditions. You give mm. a little bit of leeway for sure,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: then you know there is a time when you have to say, "Well, look, this is outside the scope of the work that we agreed on." There'll be an additional charge of blah, and you watch how quickly people stop yeah. asking <laughs> you to do more.
0: Yeah, got it. Oh, that's yep. such good advice, Justine. Uh, now there are people that. Listen to my podcast who haven't started their business yet, or they're thinking about it. Could you perhaps give like a couple of tips of advice um, for them to get things right from the start?
1: Yeah, sure. The first thing to do is to make sure that whatever business you're going into is actually solving a problem for Mm -hmm.
0: someone.
1: (laughs) So just because you think it's a great idea and your family and friends also think it's a good idea. I mean, it could be a good idea, but test your idea with people who are not in your inner circle and make sure that you can actually make some money from that. So that's the first thing. Then, from the outset, get things set up correctly. You know have initial meetings with an accountant and a lawyer at the very least, so you can decide what sort of business you're going to open. is it going to, are you going to be a sole trader, a partnership, a company um and that you know They'll provide you with a list or give you an outline of everything that you've got to have, you know, in order so that you can get started in the right way. I think it's really important to do that and create a list, work and work through that list. There are plenty of, um, if you know, the government, for example, has a great online asset where you literally have checklists that you can go through depending on the sort of business that you're
0: starting and you can tick them off. Um, Sorry, Justine, is that state state government or no? That's Australian? federal government. That's federal. Actually, yeah. Okay, and fantastic. It's, and it's,
1: yeah, it's such a. It's you know, mm-hmm. if you just, uh, I, I can't think.
0: Of I'll a, pop. I'll pop the link in the yeah, show. I'll notes I'll give you for that. a link. Yeah, you can put it in the mm-hmm. show notes. Mm-hmm. But
1: it is such a good service, uh, and it's really worthwhile going through because I can't tell you how many clients of mine have paid for an ABN, for example, um, or or think that they have to, um, you know go through a a third party to pay for a business name you know you do those things abns are free Mm. business names pay for them purchase them and pay for them through ASIC because Mm -hmm. they're $35 as opposed to $90 through a third Mm. party so get started the right way yeah use those resources to do that Mm -hmm. and Honestly, no one's going to want to hear this, but finance needs to be at the top of that list. Mm. Uh, so you can set yourself up properly there with, you know, the right sort of bank accounts and, and um, and the and, you know, it might not be someone to help you off the bat, but, you know, at least uh, I give you an understanding of what you need to do in terms of compliance and all those sorts of things depending on the business entity that you choose to start. Yeah. But, so, yeah, they're my tips for starting That's a business. That's
0: great, Justine, so that we don't, yeah, don't have to learn the hard way exactly um oh look this has been such fantastic advice so i do have one final question and that is um what would be the sort of one recommendation that you have that would boost our business or our life it can be anything
1: well, do you know, I think in both your business yeah. and your life, keep, yep. keep learning, keep educating yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to cost you lots of money. It doesn't have to cost you a heap of time. I mean, you've got obviously books books and podcasts and you know online workshops sure but Mm -hmm. in business in particular I love the idea of female business owners who are friends or I don't know maybe you've met them at a networking event getting together every so often and having really frank and open discussions around their business their pain points what's going on the finance Helping each other solve them, and mm-hmm. I think you know you need to I think as as women business owners, we need to forget about the competition when it comes to business and work together to help each other um, because I think that's really important. so
0: yeah, absolutely. I could not agree with you more, and I am very, very lucky to have you as part of my inner business circle, and um I, I you know we always get to have really Open conversations and sort of knowledge sharing and that sort of thing, and yep. um, and I did I talked about this in a, in a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago, just about how wonderful the small business community is in terms of you know lifting each other up and supporting one another. And um, Justine and I have both come from um, a media background yep. <laughs> where. It's not like that at all. Yes, we, we could write a, a book about that. <laughs> we, we should. I think that's <laughs> what we should do one day. Absolutely. Um, look, look, Justine, speaking of writing, you have actually put together a really fantastic, comprehensive guide for um, the end of financial year, specifically for small business owners. Do you want to just share um, how our listeners can? get hold of that and also how they can contact you after this. Sure episode.
1: thing. Well, the best way is to go to my website, which is flossi.com.au, F-L-O-S-S-I.com.au and you'll find that download, 12 tips for the end of financial year and how you can start to grow your business now on the home page, And uh, you can also find that in the link in my bio on Instagram, but you'll, you'll be able to, if, if you go to my website, it's all there.
0: Fantastic. Well, you have given us some absolute nuggets of gold today, Justine. I'm really, really hoping that our listeners after hearing your wisdom are going to feel a, a bit more confident about heading into this, you know, end of financial year and like they can, yeah, sort of they've got this stuff in order and can get the help that they need as well, I think is really, really important
1: well thanks for having me michelle it's been lovely and yeah just don't be intimidated just yes get some help and go for it
0: like finance is fun (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much maybe not always (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for coming on justine thanks michelle see ya for sharing some of your day with me today I hope it's given you a little boost to continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode visit michellebroadbent.com.au and if you want to give me a boost you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends speak soon